Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. My guest today is my friend from Canada who we met online. I met him online, Roger Grona. And Roger is a businessman. And we're going to discuss business and the coronavirus. Roger, how's everything going with you? How's your family and your kids and your associates? So far, everyone's doing okay. I mean, we're uh, we're doing the social distancing. We're at home, and we're doing our best to um, to make sure that that we keep ourselves safe. So, and then plus trying to run a business um, in most cases from home majority of the time. So, it's uh, all in all, it's okay. Has the transition from what your what you experienced like two months ago to now has it been drastic? Have you made a lot of changes in how you go about oh, I, your business? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, um, probably about five weeks ago, we um, might even be a little bit over that now that we uh, we kind of ceased operations as out of, out of our our main office. And now everyone's working from home. Um, we a lot of times with our consulting, we do work with people. There's times where previous to this, where we'd never meet clients, we do things by phone. But now we're doing things virtual with Zoom and uh, Google Hangouts and Skype. Um, so th- there's, you know, what some of the changes we had to make weren't drastic uh, for some of the clients mm-hmm. where we were face to face all the time. Those changes would be drastic for them. Uh, the first week or two was a little bit of shock, and then we just made some adjustments. And I tell you, overall, uh, I would say some of our conversations have probably been a little bit deeper with clients, just because some of this is it's hit our uh, it's hit the the business world. Well, it's hit everybody uh, really hard. Now, do you think some of the changes that you've made over the past few weeks? You think they're going to be permanent, or do you think people are going back to the way it was before? You know what? I think it's going to be a combination of both for us. Um, There's certain things that uh, we're going to adapt and keep. There's clients where maybe I used to do phone calls with, or the team would do phone calls with. Where now, now we're getting more into the virtual stuff. So, you know, for us, it's here to like these changes are here to stay. we're we're adapting we're going to keep those changes they're not temporary temporary um mm-hmm. with some of our clients what we're doing is making plans that are uh like continuity plans where like you know the, the potential of something like this happening again is, is pretty great so I, I don't think we're naive enough to think that hey this is a one-off um and if it's not something like this it could be something else so businesses need to be able to adapt and, and have continuity plans. And we, we've kind of had somewhat of our own in place. So it doesn't mean that it didn't affect us, but, but we, we definitely minimized what even some of the damage could have been to uh, financial. When I say damage, I mean financial um, uh, to ourselves and, and even some of our clients were, we're really putting in pretty solid strategies to, to minimize some of that. The, the problem is, you know, everybody knew the word pandemic pandemic i'm sorry but nobody ever thought about implementing a strategy in which this happened so one day we woke up and 
our society and our world was cha- uh, turned upside down. Do you think this was a rude awakening for people to say, oh, I've got to start thinking of what might be coming down the pike and plan for it? Uh, yeah, I think it is. I mean, um, changes like this are, like, you know, no one ever plans for it. You can have all the theory in the in the world until you have real application. That's where you really start, where you find out where, uh, strategies or emergency plans uh, or continuity plans are solid or not. Like, you know, but uh, I mean, it's definitely testing. It's, it's, it's woke up a lot of people, uh, business owners that were working inside their business and not necessarily working on it as far as strategies and planning and, and just go ultimately almost treating it like a job. Uh, I think they've had to rethink their ways. They, they've had to readjust. They've had to pivot. Um, I, I don't necessarily look at everything as a negative. As, as tough as what this is, and don't get me wrong, I'm not downplaying it by any means at all. It's it, it's really like you know, people have perseverance. Business owners have perseverance. Communities have perseverance. We adapt, mm-hmm. and, and, and then we we put plans in place after to so that if it happens again, we, we can we can minimize it. Um, you know what? The the one uh, saving grace is this this pandemic could have been highly contagious and, and with a huge death factor uh, that's that's larger as far as uh, what it is right now. Again, not minimizing or downplaying what this is, but, you know, it, it, as far as what uh, us being dealing with this is, I mean, we're dealing with the pandemic at, uh, right in front of us, and, and it's not pretty in some aspects. Uh, mm-hmm. People are, are adjusting, and, and some people were, were maybe not considering the severity of it. Uh, some people were over-considering it. And I think what, what we're doing is we're finding a little bit of a sweet spot of, of how, where we need to deal with this and how to move forward. And, and then what's the rollout plans for getting back, uh, getting things rolling again. But I, I think we're a ways away from that yet. Um, um, but, but, you know, we've got to be thinking about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, you're, you're in, in Canada and you're west of, west of where I live in, in New York. Yeah. So... Um, do you think Canada has been hit as hard as some cities in the United States, for instance, New York City? I mean, you just have such a larger, sorry, didn't mean to interrupt, but you, you have just such a larger uh, population base, right? So, I mean, mm-hmm. percentages-wise, I, I don't know whether one's been hard, harder or worse. Um, I mean, we've definitely have, have had a couple of our provinces hit pretty hard. Um and, and I, I think it's, I mean, a person can probably debate whether things are done right or wrong or like, you know, it is what it is. And, and I think everyone's uh, trying to deal with this because it's, it's all new to us, right? Again, you can have plans, mm-hmm. but what does that look like? So to answer your question, as far as, I, I, I don't know, I, I've never, I haven't sat down and figured it out as far as a, a percentage basis as to population wise. Um, you know the the part is is when you have high population areas, it, it it's the spread is is just easier, right? So um, that's where I'm at. We don't have a high population base. The whole province, I mean, Saskatchewan's a a big province, and we have a million two people in here, a million three. Um, so, I mean, the city that I, I live in a, a city that's about thirteen thousand people, and the close and the city mm-hmm. right outside of us is about three hundred. So. I mean, for us, 
to to make those changes and, and minimize spread, I I don't want to say it's easier, but but we reacted and we did it with high population areas. I, I don't think it's I don't think it's just so easy to say, hey, um, one has adapted or or made those changes more than the other one has. I, I, I don't I can't really say that. And plus, I, I mean, some of that stuff medically, I, that's not my background. My background's more in the business side, so it's. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, mine's more just opinion than anything. Now, one of the things that is going on here is the governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo, closed down all the restaurants, all the bars, all the theaters, movie theaters, live entertainment. And I have a, a friend of mine who's in a band, and... He doesn't think he'll ever play for uh, money again. He thinks that we're past that now. Is all that stuff going on in Canada? Yeah. So they they shut down the restaurants and hair salons and um, kind of um, a, a while back. I can't even remember what the date was. I think it's for some reason it's I'm trying to think that it was in – uh, the middle of March, but okay. um, yeah, those those changes have been in effect. I, I don't know if that'll be to that degree. Um, I think that there's going to be a, a soft period where getting back to normalcy. I don't know if define what that is and and the new norm. And but I also think that there's a new norm. It's just it's going to be different. Um, you know, I, I hope not. I hope that that doesn't come to that where you don't get a chance to not have that live entertainment or socialize. But I do definitely think that maybe some of those settings are going to change and people are going to adapt and and they're going to try and make it where their business models aren't at risk for high volume people. Right. Because if this happens again, essentially their business model uh, is hit pretty hard. So, um, Maybe there's some truth to it, but I, I don't know. I, I don't think that I, – I, I hope it's not to the degree of, of what your friend thinks. Um, you know, because the, there's a number of ways you can look at this. There's, of course, the medical aspect. There's the financial yep. and economic aspect. So taken all together, this is such a rude awakening for anybody who – who has to, you know, survive and and take care of their families? It's really a rude awakening. What do you think? Oh, I think it's it's right off the charts of anything we've ever seen in our life. I mean, I'm not that young. <laughs> I turned fifty this year, and I've never seen anything like this in my life uh, of this degree mm-hmm. of this widespread. Usually, it's an industry or a sector or a trend or something that usually catches you off off guard. But a lot of times in most cases you can see it coming a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. This, this was, I mean, as much as we, we knew that it, that it had the potential of crossing borders and getting into different countries, you, you're not mm-hmm. ready for it, right? Like you're, uh, you, you can be as prepared as you want, but if you've never gone through it, it's, it's a little bit of trial by fire. Right. So, but, and then that's where you get to test some of the, um, and I don't even know if I like the word test, but apply some of the uh, applications as far as your your continuity plans and everything. But I mean, 
it, you can only plan so much. There's only so much you can do where real life kind of kicks you in the ass. So it's, mm-hmm. it, it, it makes it challenging. Um, but to your point, yeah, like it, nothing has, has been sacred here. Everything has been affected to some degree. Some, some uh, industries have had a surge in, like, you know, trucking, where now trucking is probably the, one of the most, well, it always has been, but it's definitely, uh, people are, really get the value of, of what that is. And, and there's certain industries that, have, um, that are essentials that we're relying on super heavily uh, within this. So, and, and then there's other things that maybe that were priorities before aren't necessarily now <laughs> Right. So whether that's right, or right. Wrong, uh, but but it has it's it's affected us. I think it's what it's doing is it's really having a lot of people re reevaluate so many things, and 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 that could be anything, right? Just because you reevaluate, maybe you appreciate the importance of something as well, right? So uh, I'll tell you what, some of the simple simple things in life, I I never really thought even going for a beer at the local bar was a big deal, but that's probably going to be one of the first things I want to do. <laughs> right, like, you know, like just to, just kind of go out into a social setting again. It's it's almost going to feel right. like awkward. <laughs> the last so. time there was a pa- pandemic was 1918, and that was before either one of us were born. And after it started, I started reading about it. Did you were yeah. you aware? You know, as you studied history in school, were you aware of the 1918 pandemic? I, I I was always, yeah, I was always aware of it. I didn't, like, you know, it's kind of one of the things where we think as, as we're getting, uh, we're, well, you all use the word evolving as a society. Again, I'm, I'm using words, so don't hold me to these words. They're more of, like, you know, I'm just using them to hopefully it describes the situation, but as we're hopefully evolving as a society and, and getting better on things and uh, coming up with immunizations and uh, antidotes and whatever word you want to use for all these things, you, you, we're, we're thinking that, that we're ahead of this stuff. And I think what, what this has done is it's put things in, in perspective of the, there's a lot of things we don't have figured out, right? So assuming that everything is always going to be normal and that we're never going to have these circumstances – um, I mean, the part me personally that I can think is where I'm at in my life and my career that 10 years ago, I mean, if this would have happened to me and doing what I was doing then, I mean, this would have financially put me in a real awkward position. And, and I really, I, I, that's the part I can, I'm so grateful for personally that, and it's not that I'm loads of money or anything, but, but it, we, we, we've got some opportunities where the stress isn't immediate, right? Like I think too, that people need to really consider is it's not just financial stress that, that people are put under that mental stress that society is put under as a whole is, is big. It's crazy. It, it, it like, you know, there's people that one day everything was perfectly fine and the next day it wasn't. And the difference is, is it's not one or two people we're talking about here. We're talking about a global scale. So right. I mean, globally, the, the, the world's been, like, you know, in, in some aspects, I, hopefully it, it's made um, people appreciate other countries more. It's appreciated us more. It's appreciated maybe, like, you know, some things that maybe we have to do internally with our own countries as far as, like, you know, self-sufficiency. And, and, and also it, it, it's just having us assess um, 
assess that and just gather information and make maybe some adjustments or, or tweaks or or choices or plans that that need to be reevaluated. When when the pandemic hit the last time in 1918, there wasn't the the mediums that there is today. There was no uh, internet. There was no CNN or MSNBC or cable news and the ability to get a lot more information we we have at our fingertips and what I'm hoping is this issue that we're experiencing now is not going to be forgotten that people will write about it they'll mm-hmm. talk about it they'll do documentaries about it so God forbid this should ever happen again, people will yeah. be more prepared than they are this time, which they're not. It's a, a question of, you know, absolute survival at this point, right? Yeah, and I think it really depends on how far the next situation like this happens. If it's 10 or 15 years, God forbid, I, I really hope it's not. Um, but if it does, I, I think people will, will understand what it, what they need to adapt. Hopefully governments learn from this just as much as people um, where, where they, they understand what needs to happen during these kind of circumstances and, and how, what kind of programs need to roll out and not just financially, but socially and, um, and, and also working, uh, understand how they need to work together collectively with, with other countries. And um well, what it, what it's what it's going to do is is understand what we need to do during subverm. It's not just continuity planning; it's 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 also emergency planning, right? So, um, hopefully, this makes us stronger, makes us better. And and I and to your point, I really hope people uh, keep some of this in the back of your mind. It doesn't mean you have to live in fear at, at any level. It just means that that, that you got to be somewhat prepared and and not not ever expect that expect the unexpected. I guess right. So how has your um, your fellow Canadians, have they been as shocked as us Americans are? And how are they dealing with it? You know, I'm not sure how shocked uh, you guys are down there, but we definitely are. Um, as much as it still just seems so surreal. Like I'm getting to, I'm, I'm, the first week or two was just awkward getting up out of bed and and, and working and showering and doing some stuff and then sitting down at your computer and, and working. Right. Um, I, mm-hmm. what, what I've said, and I'm speaking more from a business context is uh, it seems like I'm working twice as hard now uh, for her lots of the same money, just because there's just things seem to be changing almost daily. Right. Uh, and adapting. And, and I think people are really understanding that this is going in potentially has long-term kind of effects. So yeah, I, yeah, I, I mean it's real. So um, hopefully, yeah. Again, hopefully I answered your question. <laughs> <laughs> so what you guys are going through and what we're going through here is not exclusive. Other countries are going through the same thing. Yeah. And when you when you take a look at how many people this is affecting and. You know, I think it's just to start by thinking about how widespread this is, how damaging yep. it can be. It's really frightening. And the thing is, 
you know, uh, we live our lives thinking everything was always going to be okay. We never even thought for one minute that we would wake up one day and the world was turned upside down. And that has such a, it's eye-opening and and people are reevaluating. It's really a very scary time, but it's a very interesting time. Would you agree? Yeah, I I would agree with that. It's bizarre. Uh, It's like, you know, I always use the word crazy, and I don't know if it's crazy good or crazy bad. All I can tell you is I don't like it in a lot of ways. (laughs) But in some ways, it's definitely, uh, when I laugh, I mean it. I don't know if that's a nervous laugh or whatever, but um, it's one of the things where it's, it's just uncertainty. There's just so much things that um, just, I, you know what, I, I look back and I'm like, holy crap, like I've, I've definitely taken some things for granted. But on the same aspect, um, I, I'm not looking like this is an end, right? It's, this is, this is just, it, it's a bump in the road. And, and, and like, you know, it's, it's too bad that people's lives are, uh, are being lost. I, I wish that wasn't the case. Um, right. But I mean, on the, on the same token, it's, we, we we have to we have to be smart we have to like you know we we can't have people lose their lives we have to minimize that to the best of our ability and uh, and mm-hmm. everybody has to try and do the right thing here just just to help us get through it so um it it, it it's challenging i mean it, it, it this isn't just one of the things where you, you sit there and you put your finger on it and say okay well the, here's the here's the damage that's being done i um i, I think that as, as a whole it the, the consequences, good or bad, on so many different fronts, it's going to go far, right? Like, extremely, extremely far. And and I think if we were to try and follow it, it it's going to be potentially, it's going to be for a few generations, so or generation for sure. Wow. So it, it it's just you turn on the TV and you hear all this stuff and. Your mind has to adjust to everything that's going on. I think that's, you know, an important factor of why things are so up in the air right now. Um, So, um, Roger, you and I have been talking, you know, on Block Talk Radio and also communicating on Facebook for quite a while. It's It's been a while. I think the first time we talked. Yeah, it's been probably eight eight years ago, probably somewhere around there. Yep, yep. So, and I, you know, I I love what I do, and you know, I'm trying to provide a service, uh, talk to you know important people, influential people, and hopefully this will help people get through this ordeal. So why don't you introduce yourself a little bit? You're a Canadian. You're a businessman. Tell everybody what yep. you do. Sure. Uh, well, my name's Roger Groen, Firebird Business Consulting. I, uh, I, my background was I, uh, I would get into businesses and I'd help restructure them, and uh, then that evolved to where I, uh, where I started business consulting, and then it's kind of evolved from that to a team. Um, and, and we go in and, and we try and we implement 
not try. We, we put in business continuity plans. We put in business restructuring plans. Our focus typically is uh, business continuity, uh, sustainability, revenue, profit, sales, and growth strategies. Um, and that led me to other things to where I'm an entrepreneur. I've, I've done investing. I'm, I'm a shareholder in different companies. And, and really, it's, uh, I, I've tried to help or build a little bit of a, a strategy or plan for myself that has some diversification just so that when certain things happen in life, you can adjust and you can pivot and it doesn't necessarily knock you out. So um, I'm fortunate to be doing what I do. I, I, I love this. I, I never wake up in a, in a day and, and not want to go to work. So, I mean, I'm fortunate that way. Um, and yeah, and the rest of it, it's all, all we try and do is help businesses at, at whatever level. No one's ever, we never look at anything as a conversation as time wasted we usually try and leave business owners mm-hmm. in a better place than when we than when we first chat with them or worked with them. Uh, we're fortunate now to have worked on probably well over 300 projects now uh, in the six little over six years that what Firebird's been around, um, and um, and so far we've been able to um, p- deliver what and 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 get people to what their goals were. Um, so we're not the answer to everyone. Uh, part of our success is because we sit down and we kind of get an understanding of, of what everybody is with the client. So that's typically what has been our, our success. If we, we, we talk to people. We, uh, we try and figure out what those needs are. And then once we figure out what those needs are, then we discuss whether, whether they can uh, implement it on their own or, or with us. So that's now, kind of, do you do – do you do any business in the United States? You know what we, you know what, for the longest time we we were starting to get some inquiries, but lately it's been our, our focus has just been so much here. Um, we we haven't we we were looking at uh, we had some businesses that were uh, interested in in talking with us, but uh, lately it's kind of it's been Canada. But we're more than willing. I mean, with again with technology and stuff. There's a lot of times we don't even have to go to the businesses, right? We we work with businesses from small to large. The largest one we worked on last year, I think, was $140 million in annual revenue to right from startups to business plans to people that just have an idea. Typically, our sweet spot in most cases is businesses that do, like, you know, a million to $10 million in revenue just because we can we can usually make those adjustments a little quicker. But, but we work with businesses mm-hmm. of all sizes. So, um, yeah. So if somebody listening to this would like advice from you, how can they contact you? Well, right now what I'm doing with everybody is just so that they make sure that we can, uh, I would say go to the website. Uh, it's www.firebirdbusinessconsulting.ca. I know that's a long handle, but that's okay. Uh, so go there, take a look at it. You can see our services and then message uh, message us. Uh, in most cases, that message will come to me direct. And then uh, what we'll do is we'll set up a quick conversation. We'll, we'll talk about your business, understand what, what your needs are. And then what we'll do is we'll set up uh, a formal, well, not a formal, yeah, a, a, an hour or two-hour meeting. And then we'll actually dissect your business, learn some stuff. And right now what we're offering most businesses is four hours free consulting. All we're trying to do is just help people get through this. And then if it makes sense for us to work together, then, then great, we do. Um, our consulting fees are typically between 1000 and 5000 a month on average. So we're, we try and have a model that's affordable for everyone. But 
uh, on the same token, we focus more on does it make sense to work together uh, than 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 anything, and we try and be affordable for everyone. Thank you, uh, Roger. It's uh, <laughs> it's always such a pleasure to talk to you. Um, so you've Likewise. been listening to Ro- Roger Grona and your business is Firebird. Um, business tell Consulting. Me again. Firebird Business Firebird. Consulting Limited. Okay, great. So if you like this show, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, download it on your smartphone, subscribe to iTunes. If you have a comment about this show, hashtag Focus on Albany. Roger, good good luck. I really enjoyed this conversation. And stay well. And I hope everybody in your family and your business does the same. Thank you, and thank you, everyone, for listening. Thanks, Cynthia. You as well.